Infirmary Media. Warning, the following program features content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Bocephus Broadcast. Greetings, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 68 of the Bocephus Broadcast. Glad to be back in the basement with you for another week of shenanigans across the World Wide Web. Hopefully everybody had a uh, wonderful Independence Day. You still got all your, uh, your digits intact. You didn't blow any fingers off or toes or anything like that. Hopefully... Reverse uh, worked on everybody's hover round. What the what, what you doing, Tanner? It's a hot 4th of July. Not only that, but it's in the middle of the week. It's on a Wednesday. So a lot of people got Wednesday off. Uh, the smart people, they took off Thursday and Friday, or they took off uh, Monday and Tuesday, probably the uh, former. I did not. Just had Wednesday off. Like a moron, went to work on Thursday and Friday and just kind of dilly-dallied through the... Uh, through the two days that nobody else was there. But uh, if you did take Thursday and Friday off, good on you. That's a smart move. Spent most of my 4th of July. I didn't I didn't watch any fireworks. Uh, I mentioned that we played in LaGrange, Missouri. Tomorrow's housing today. Ramsey Jones Homes. LaGrange, Missouri. For their big 4th of July celebration. We were supposed to open up for Confederate Railroad. And I was all set to watch everybody come unglued when they played Trashy Women. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Their tour bus... Their tour bus caught on fire. And I learned this uh, from the Facebook page of a local radio station about 24 hours before the show. They're all okay, from what I understand. I think the bus is, uh, for, for lack of a better term, it's toast. Um, so they had a fellow by the name of Jason Pritchett and his band come up from Branson, Missouri to headline the gig. Great time. Uh, it all panned out, obviously, but unfortunately, neither band played uh, LaGrange by ZZ Top, which I think is a completely missed opportunity, especially since we play it regularly but uh i'm not the shot caller pretty wild though actually it was it was so hot so we you know i had to be there at three o'clock so i left quincy at uh 2 30 it's like a 30 minute drive had to be there at three o'clock we didn't get uh, all finished up with the sound check until 6 30 by that time i'd already you know the heat exhaustion had already kind of started to set in despite me drinking tons of gatorade and tons of water throughout the day so Big old hot day, so we do the set. I didn't stick around for the uh, the headliner band set very long. I stayed for maybe uh, 30, 45 minutes, something like that. But I went home, didn't watch any fireworks on the 4th of July, was not concerned with that because I was so exhausted from the damn heat. So as soon as I crossed the bridge back in Illinois, I got a bag of Taco Bell. I came home, sat in my underwear, and I watched NXT on the uh, WWE Network in my underwear and ate Taco Bell. And that was my 4th of July. Emily was out of town. She was celebrating with uh, her family up in Keokuk, Iowa. Apparently, they had a nice show up there. But yeah, I was the least bit concerned with watching fireworks this year. So I really white trashed it out on the 4th of July, which I suppose is apropos if you think about it. Anyway, last night, uh had a lot of fun for a great cause. We held a music trivia that supported an upcoming tour of honor uh, for Iowa military veterans, man country, L-Trains teaming up to raise, I believe... Over $700 is what we raised last night to put towards uh, getting these veterans across Iowa to Keokuk for a special event, and that includes a trip to the National Cemetery there in town. Good to be part of that for sure. Beautiful night as well. I finally got a break in all the heat here in the Midwest, which is great because I'm tired of having to peel jeans off myself using a paint scraper. It's getting real old. Seriously, it's like peeling. Have you ever peeled wallpaper off of a wall? It's like doing that when you've been out in the heat so long and you're wearing jeans. It's disgusting. I know the logical solution would would be to wear shorts or, you know, just go completely bottomless. But there are rules in public. But I got to wear 
for some reason, I got to wear jeans when I'm up in front of a group of people. I feel weird otherwise. It's this complex that I've never uh, understood nor taken the time to try to. Another thing I don't understand, I'm in the process of migrating all my my dismal life funding uh, into a bank here in town, new bank here in town. This is my first time in 29 years of living that I've switched banks. I've had the same bank account for as long as I can remember it. And it's all been pretty much relatively effortless. I think it's, you know, like working retail. It's something everybody should have to do at one point in their life and experience it. But just just uh, just for fun, sit down at some point and see how many things are auto paid from your accounts. It is insane. Or at least it is on my end. And also take note of how many of those are directly linked to your debit card. So like the real pain that I found in doing all this is how many things are linked to the card. So for me, it's stuff like uh, Spotify, Amazon Prime. uh, Yes, the WWE Network, so on and so forth. And you can't like you can't just put in your account and routing number to, to, you know, like sign up for these things or haven't paid for these things. So that's yeah, it's it's frustrating. So I got to wait for this new debit card, which I'm hoping comes Monday or Tuesday, because it'll have been seven to 10 days since I opened this account. So I can switch all that stuff over and hopefully not overdraft, you know, on the old account that they're attached to. The real travesty in all this, though, is that I saw on Facebook, saw on the old Facebooks that the bank is offering uh, to anybody that opens a new account this summer, a camping chair, a free camping chair that has the bank's logo on it, for God's sake. And not once. Was this mentioned to me throughout opening both a checking and savings account on the same day? And I am upset about it. I am Drake Caliber upset about this. Think of all the sitting adventures I could be having with my new bank camping chair. Not only am I in comfort, I am helping to promote the business that gave me this wonderful camping chair that will not be used in a camping setting, more than likely, because I'm not much of a great outdoorsman. Regardless, uh, it's, yeah, it's a little upsetting. But you know what, folks? Sometimes life just isn't fair, and sometimes some men, or banks in this case, just want to watch the world burn. Anyway, speaking of fire, we got a super hot show for you this week. I would venture a guess that there's uh, probably not one soul in the world who doesn't remember the MTV series Jackass. Uh, it was a game changer, especially for you know teenage kids like me at the time that it came out. This was a, like a whole new breed of television when it arrived. Of course, there were some you know familiar elements, but this was kind of like... I don't know. I would almost call it cutting edge. It was a game changer for sure. So this made, you know, Danny Tanner narrated blooper videos kind of a thing of the past. You know, with Jackass, we're talking these outrageous stunts and pranks. And, you know, this eventually became so big, it spawned multiple movie blockbusters, a few spinoff series as well. It brought shopping carts into the 21st century there. I I mean, there were probably I I couldn't walk anywhere without seeing a boater in a Jackass T-shirt. So you knew it had become a, a pop culture icon at that point. Of course, I'd be lying if I said my friends and I didn't try some of these things at home, despite uh, being warned uh, before the show by Johnny Knoxville. When I was probably in like eighth or ninth grade, a friend of mine was getting his roof replaced, and there was a big dumpster at the, at the side of the road by the house. So up the hill, keywords being up the hill... And my other friend's house was a big wheel, you know, the plastic low rider tricycle type thing. You can pull those those uh, badass handbrake style slides with. Yeah, one of those monsters. So I decided that, uh, you know, despite being at or around six feet tall and rather, uh, rather rotund. I'm going to hop on this big wheel. I'm going to throw my legs over the handlebars. I'm going to see what it'd be like to ride down the hill. See what kind of sick air I could get, right? 
that wasn't going to happen. I knew that sick air wasn't a possibility. So, so like if I could avoid the dumpster, which would be an obstacle as it was, you know, located at the bottom of the hill. And I expected it wasn't going to be easy to control this big wheel thing. So I was going to try it and see, can I go down the hill, you know, with my legs over the handlebars? Can I still steer it like that since it's so tiny and I'm so big? I'm going to see if it can happen, right? So naturally, I hop aboard this big wheel. I threw my my mossy alabaster legs over the handlebars and had two or three of my friends push me down the hill. Now, the good news is I avoided the dumpster by about a foot. Now, the downside of this magical journey is that my right leg from like my ankle, like the, the roll of my ankle to my knee is now full of gravel and it looked like, you know, freshly ground 80-20. Not pretty. Bloody uh, pink is disgusting. Luckily, my house is just on the other side of this place. So, you know, I kind of hobble my way back over there for the next three to 500 yards. Go inside, try to avoid my mom because I know that she's going to say, but there's no way that over the next few weeks while this is healing, that mom's not going to see it because uh, it's summertime and I, you know, wearing shorts and all that stuff. So I, I don't remember what I told her. It was actually probably the truth, strangely enough. And she probably thought, what have I done? Like, how am I raising this? What is he thinking? Is he an idiot? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I probably told her the truth and she probably just kind of gave up all hope that I would have any sort of, um, successful future moving forward. Anyway, regardless, jackass, it's lovable cast. I don't know if this is the right word, but, but, uh, inspired a generation. Certainly, certainly, certainly left an impact, uh, and an an indelible impression on a, a whole generation. And one of its favorite cast members is going to join us next. You may know him as Chief Roberts, Bunny the Lifeguard, or most definitely Party Boy, Chris Pontius. This is wild. This is insane for me uh, to say this. Chris Pontius is up next to talk about his latest movie that also stars fellow Jackass alum Johnny Knoxville when we come back to the Bocephus Broadcast. The Bocephus Broadcast. Bocephus Broadcast. Introducing Amazon Basics 42 gallon contractor trash bags. Made of 100% plastic, these commercial quality bags offer supreme flexibility, dependable strength, and disposable convenience. Unlike thinner garbage bags, this 3 milliliter thick trash bag provides enhanced performance and outstanding strength with minimal chance of tearing or breaking from heavy loads, pointy edges, and sharp objects. Damn, Daniel. The thick material works well for reliably containing building parts, hardware, and other bulky debris. Oh my god! The 42 gallon bag provides a roomy interior that can accommodate a wide range of trash and debris. Damn! No need to spend time breaking trash into smaller pieces just so it'll fit inside. Oh, Lord Jesus. This extra large bag holds an impressive amount, which means less time spent closing full bags and opening new ones. Yeah! Amazon Basics 42-gallon contractor trash bags. (laughs) Take your garbage game to the next level. We now return to the Bocephus Broadcast. My guest today truly needs no uh, introduction, but he's getting one anyway. I grew up watching this guy dance, you know, nearly nude in retail stores, save lives in a bikini and a pair of bunny ears, and uh, have his genitalia put in compromising scenarios in the outdoors of faraway lands. He's currently starring in the new film Action Point alongside Johnny Knoxville. An absolute delight to welcome to the program Mr. Chris Pontius. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, Bo. (laughs) 
How yeah, are you? this is this is a I'm great. This is a trip. I never uh, I never thought I'd have this opportunity. So I really appreciate you coming on. You're in the midst of making the rounds for Action Point. Tell me tell me about this movie. Um, this movie is Action Point is based on this um, theme park that existed in New Jersey. Um, that was it was like kind of a ramshackle place, and the owner designed all the rides and tested him, them himself. And I think it has the worst safety record of any theme park. And um <laughs> and uh. Uh, a friend, uh, one of our producers, Derek Frieda, he um, he told Johnny Knoxville about it, and so this is a great idea to make a movie around, and that's how it started. And um, so eventually, they they uh, um, they came up with a script, and, and uh, we filmed it in South Africa last year. Yeah, it was uh, it was one of the funnest things ever. So this, I mean, this seems like the next kind of evolution in the the Jackass franchise, or at least kind of like loosely, you know, the outlandish stunts, the pranks are there, but they're kind of interspersed with like this linear storyline. Did that make like filming this easier or did it make it different than what you're it, typically used it to? Was, it was like a regular, it was, it was fun, like j- making Jackass is fun, but it's not supposed to be like Jackass Presents, you know, and it's not supposed to be right. another Jackass movie. It's just a, it's a movie with, you know, like, yeah, like a, a lot of jackass flavor to it but it it um it was definitely like something new it was the biggest acting part i ever had but that was that came pretty natural and, and um it was uh it, i mean all the stunts though were really really uh gnarly like with the Knoxville got hurt quite a bit and um <laughs> <laughs> as he does <laughs> and, and um yeah it was it was uh and it was a trip filming in south africa too like because like a lot of it looks, the the movie's supposed to take place in California, and a lot of that looks like California. But there'd be like zebras running through the set and stuff, and, and um, <laughs> it was awesome. So you were kind of at home in that aspect, right? With oh Wild yeah, Boys. oh I mean, yeah. It was, it was like yeah, it reminded me of Wild Boys so much. And and um, South Africa is just awesome, and it's a it's a cool place. Like, and uh, yeah, I just like being away from home anywhere on an adventure. And uh, we were there for like three months, so um. We uh, I got to go out in the wild and stuff a lot too. Like, and uh, I didn't get to do great white shark stuff. When when we were there, like there was orcas like killing all the great white sharks. Actually, like they figured out that they liked the taste of their um, was it their lungs or their kidneys? Um, oh, really? Yeah. Um, I think it was their kidneys, or um, yeah, oh, their livers. That's what they liked. Their livers. They decided that they liked the taste of of great white shark liver. So. They they would all these great whites were washing up on shore like with their livers like bit out, and um like yeah, that's a yeah that's a welcoming scenario right yeah uh, killer whales are, are crazy <laughs> like they if one figures something out like he teaches it to the the rest of his pod and uh you know like in those beaches in Argentina where they slide up on shore and they grab the seals you know then they bring them back out to sea and and huck them around teach their like young how to how to hunt and stuff um. Like one of them figured out like 80 years ago that you could do that at this beach and, and um, you know, he taught the rest of them and, and you know, now the, the descendants are doing it. So, so it's just like a learned, learned uh, like behavior then. Yeah, that's, that's how, that's how, they're a member of the dolphin family. Like that's how they are. They, they learn things and they pass them on. It's crazy. 
That's wild. That's cra- Yeah, no kidding. I'm learning all kinds of shit today. Yeah, but they're killing gray white sharks left and right. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned like, you know, that these are based on like the worst rides in the history of theme parks. That had to be like an easy job for set constructors. Like you get paid to purposely build shitty things. Like what was the, did you have to go on any of these rides? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't get to do it as much because I was the life, like for my part, I'm supposed to be the lifeguard or like a shitty lifeguard, but which but there is a slide that has a loop in it, like that really was existed at, at the real action park. And, um, and people get stuck in the top and things like, and, uh, the, the hard part was making the, the rides. I mean, like where, like the accident would happen at the right place where the camera could film it, you know, which I think that was a challenge, but like, yeah, they were sketchy. Like <laughs> it, it, it was, it was a fun place. There was like 300 extras and like, they're supposed to be the park goers, you know? And they were just like, you know, all like young adults and, and, uh, they probably weren't getting paid, you know, that much, but they, they all like were there every day and having a great time. And then they started like, like making friends with each other. And, and I, th- I guess like crew members were catching them, like, like having sex in like the, the snack shack and in like different buildings in the park, like all over the place. <laughs> it was uh, just, <laughs> summer for youth. Yeah. It was total debauchery for them. So they were stoked. <laughs> <laughs> so is this the first time you worked with Knoxville since the last Jackass movie? Or have you done things with him since? Um, yeah, I think it was the first time I worked with him since then. And you know, I hope we make another Jackass type like a proper jackass thing and it's possible i think and um and uh, but i was just stoked that he like had faith in me to and and believed in me enough to like ask me to to be in this movie and, and um yeah i think i did a good job in in um yeah working with him and and the crew members like all, all of the, all the jackass crew members like we're all like pretty close and we all they it's always the same people like in some of them like came to work on this movie too and and so we had a great time and then all the all the young actors that are they're called the shitbirds in in the movie they're like <laughs> they're, they're kind of like uh the people that work in the theme park but they were all um really cool people and we we kind of like bonded a lot while we were there and had a lot of fun oh also um i want to mention um after that um just recently me and steve went to puerto rico to to um to film something that started off as a dog rescue mission. Um, cause after the hurricane, all these dogs were displaced and it was to place yeah. homes for them. And, um, and, um, then we started thinking of all these ideas and we're like, Oh, why don't we, um, you know, why don't we just fit, well, start something new? And, and, um, and so, um, we, we like, we stayed there for a little while longer and we filmed like all the, like pretty much a whole episode of a new show. And, and, I, I don't know what the name of it's going to be officially yet because it's got a clear, but um, it w- it went great. Like it was it was awesome filming with Steve again. Like you know, it was like you know, like being on Wild Boys, but it's not trying to be Wild Boys. It's it's something else. But um, but um, because anytime you start filming, it just takes a life of its own. But I got hurt really bad too. Like we we had this stunt. Um, that it seemed like it was going to be no big deal. It it was a um, jet ski tug of war. And so we've got a giant, um, like a bungee cord, a giant one though, a really thick one. And, um, we attached it like to, um, belts around our waist and, and, um, and then we pointed the jet skis in opposite directions and, and like took off and, you know, oh. whoever like is the first one to get thrown off loses. And 
but then we didn't think it through right and it was just going to be a funny like side gag but it ended up being really <laughs> bad like um i guess steve fell off and i'm just riding and all of a sudden like i felt a tug and um and then all of a sudden like what happened was the bungee cord broke and it's it snapped and it was like it was probably 15 feet long and it stretched out to like 150 feet you know and all of a yeah. sudden this thing came back and whipped me in the leg and in a oh. in a not like right when it hit me i was like oh my god my leg's broken and and um and then I was like, I, uh, like, luckily it wasn't, but I, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get surgery. And, and uh, it, it, uh, I, I like, like waded back to shore, like, or like basically just tumbled back to shore. And, and we had a guy <laughs> filming on shore and I came in, like, I was like, like a shipwreck, like castaway. And, 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 and I'm tr- trying to explain what happened with the accident. And this dog came up and started humping me like a stray dog and, and, um, <laughs> And then he started trying to fuck my face, and and, and, and I, <laughs> at first it was funny, but then it I, it wasn't funny anymore. And then I had to go to the hospital, and uh, I ended up I like crushed some muscle in my leg, and in a then I had to be on crutches or a cane the whole time. But it ended up being like it, it's it, it was amazing, and I, I don't want to give away everything on the trip, but but right, um, right, right, right. It it, it it it's it it definitely upped things a lot. A lot of the things that we filmed. Good Lord. So I was going to ask, I mean, it doesn't sound like you guys have like, uh, have, have halted from, from doing outrageous pranks and stunts, even though you've, you've, you know, the years have gone by. Is that still a pretty prominent thing when you all get together is, you know, ribbing each other? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it happens naturally. You can't, you have to take breaks though. Like, which we, we did in the past, you know, like you can't do it like for, even during Jackass movies, you know, we'd film for like two weeks and then take, like two weeks off and film. a healing break. Yeah. You need a healing break. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key. Cause if you don't do that, then you burn out or you, or you just end up just too like even little things like add up. That's what happened on wild boys. Like it was too much work. It sometimes we'd be away for too long filming constantly. And, and then, then we just, you know, end up really sore. Put it lightly. So you just have like these nagging in- or uh, nagging inju- injuries. I'll get it out that just keep. Uh, yeah. But no, we're we're in pretty good shape, like you know, and we're pretty good at falling too. Except for Knoxville, he's not very good at falling, but that's probably a good thing. Like, <laughs> but you know, the guys that came from like a skateboard background, they're good at rolling out of things and all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, mentioned uh, you know like injuries and stuff. I have some listener questions that I want to toss out to you. Okay. Um, what is the most painful skit or prank that you've been involved in? The glove of Vance, by far in Brazil, in the Amazon, it's a rite of passage when. You put on this glove of, of bullet ants, and and um, you have to wear it for. You're supposed to wear it for like the, like it's around eight minutes, and while this like the shaman guy is like singing a song, and these ants are like the most poisonous sting of any um, insect in the world, and uh and uh, you get stung hundreds of times by them, and, and uh, so oh. I did the whole ritual, you know, and then without thinking, like when we show this on TV, we're only going to show like, you know, thirty seconds of of you know the actual glove being on probably. Right, but, right. But I, I did it right, and it, it ended up being like the worst. It was the worst than everything I've ever done combined in my life. It was just, and they, I talked to people since then that like, like uh, some guys that did a radio show in in a, um, in, in Australia, and, and they're like, oh, we did it for thirty seconds, and then went on morphine, and still were it was horrible. And that was like, they didn't give me any morphine. Like I had to, I had to buy my own ice and just put my arm in like a. a trash basket full of ice like all night long like it was the worst night of my life and like 
and it, my hand looked like Mickey Mouse, and there was no escaping. Like, <laughs> there's no escaping the pain. Like, that was the worst, the worst night of my life by far. I mean, I've had some pretty bad nights, but, but <laughs> <laughs> that one took the cake, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. That that one's what comes to mind every time. <laughs> what is your highest medical bill? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have insurance, and and when we film, it has insurance, and and if if it was something I have to pay, I don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most terrifying creature that has been on or around your genitalia? Oh, uh, God. <laughs> besides humans i i think um i, I mean i had a snake grab you know grab hold of my penis and right you know uh that was that uh, yeah the snake yeah i don't like getting bit by snakes terribly anyway like but yeah that to have it to have him <laughs> mouth around yeah, when it. it's your junk yeah yeah, yeah. that sucked okay. <laughs> it was funny though what uh what advice can you give to any youth who aspires to be like chris pontius uh, get a new hero. No, no just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, just have fun. <laughs> um, that's a, that's, that's a awesome. pretty good life motto. I think that's good. Yeah. I know you're, you're a vegetarian. So what's, uh, what's on your ultimate grilling out menu as far as like vegetarian food goes? Um, well, probably veggie, some sort of veggie burger thing. Um, I, I am grilling actually. Um, but I will eat, I, I do eat fish. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, so, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's pretty known that I'm a vegetarian, but I've always eaten fish in, in a, I kind of never said that I didn't, but, and I know the fish <laughs> isn't a vegetable, but, but I'll probably eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I ate lobster today <laughs> and it was good. Does I, I, I always, I've always had that debate as to whether fish is technically a meat is, I mean, it's definitely not a vegetable. <laughs> right, 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 right. Have you ever had that argument, like where it's just a perpetual argument? You can't finish, like you can't, uh, you can't really argue it one way or the other. I just say I don't eat land animals. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know why. I just don't, I just don't, for a lot of reasons. I don't love everything. I try to be. I'm pretty picky about where I get my fish from. Like I don't love everything about the fishing industry. I don't just eat like every, you know, like garbage fish. I, I'm pretty picky about where I get it. <laughs> so as far as your playlist goes, what's your ultimate grilling playlist? Like when you grill, what do you, uh, what do you typically listen to? I don't know. All kind, like it's so vast. Um, do you have a favorite of the moment? Like somebody uh, you're really into right now? Oh, uh, oh uh, God. I'm, I'm like Christopher Cross. I'm kind of into David Bowie right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christopher Cross is great, though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he sings the Don't Pay the Ferryman song. I love Christopher Cross. <laughs> I mean, the songs I, I know. you and the Bunny the Lifeguard outfit just listening to Sailing and, you know, tossing some veggie burgers on, on like, a little hibachi or something like that. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let other, like, I'm going to be with so many people that have, like, that are going to be controlling the music. And, and all of them are really good at playing the guitar, so pretty much we just think of any song we want to play and, and, and someone knows how to play it. So, um... Yeah, I don't know what it'll be. It's pretty broad. Do you still play? I know you're you're a guitar player. You've been in some bands and stuff. Do you still play? Yeah, not enough though. Um, but I'm I'm, but I love it. Um, and I'm not. I'll never be very good. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, and I, and I wrote some new songs recently that I'm going to put out. Oh, awesome! Is there? Should we look for that somewhere? It's going to be on the soundtrack of of 
the new show that me and Steve do. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So are you shopping that around the networks? Like, what's the uh, release plan for that? Any idea? Not yet. We we had to wait for some stuff because um, Steve was in the middle of of, uh, of finishing up a comedy special, and and um, then I was busy promoting Action Point. And, uh, and um, so now we're 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 getting. And I've been I was hurt for like three months after that incident. But uh, so you're good now, though. I'm good now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a slow heel. But, but, it, you know, um, yeah, but, but, uh, I'm pretty much better. <laughs> yeah. That, so if, you uh, should look for it. Yeah. You'll, you'll know about it in fall probably. Okay. Awesome. Fantastic. If, uh, folks want to follow you, see what you're up to, where can they find you, uh, online? Um, my Instagram is Chris Pontius. Um, Facebook is, is Chris Pontius. And I have a Twitter that I recently took control of. Someone else was doing it. A stranger was pretending to be me, but I, I, I just got it, my name back, and um, that's Chris Pontius as well. And um, oh, I'm also I'm also going to be doing a podcast very soon, like yourself. So, where can we? Uh, you got any ideas where that's going to be located, or when it's going to launch? Have you started? Have you started recording it? I that, that's being figured out this week actually, but I will let you know. Absolutely, we'll uh, we'll post some links up and get the word out. Hell yeah. Uh, Chris Pontius, man, thanks for all the laughs, man, like throughout the childhood and beyond. You know, I've always really uh, just admired the hell out of you, and I know you're crazy busy, so I appreciate you spending some time with me today. Hopefully, you'll come back and we can talk like, you know, Thanksgiving recipes in a few months or something. For sure. Awesome. Awesome. Good talking to you. You bet. Chris Pontius, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. The Bo Cephas Broadcast. Show the world how much you love surf and sand. Salt Life. Set in motion your affection for the ocean with a Salt Life bumper sticker. Salt Life. Never been to the ocean? Who gives a shit? Stick one of these bumper stickers on your rusted out hoopty and let the world know how much you love the sun in your face and the spray of Mother Nature's vapors on your farmer's tan. Salt Life. Let your fellow motorists know just how easygoing and Jack Johnson-esque you are by slapping this adhesive piece of garbage on the bubbled-up window tin of your back glass. Salt Life. Salt Life. Because maybe one day, you'll learn there are bodies of water outside the Mississippi River or your annual float trip destination. Salt Life. Now, back to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. All right, that is going to do it for episode 68 of the Bo Cephas broadcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. A big, big, big thanks. I, I still cannot get... This is another one to add to the list of, holy cow, I can't believe I interviewed that person. Big thanks to Chris Pontius and his team uh, for setting up this interview. That's been... Uh, man, that's just still crazy to me. Uh, if you want to help the show, please take a moment to review it wherever you are listening, on whatever platform you are listening. Uh, reviews, like I always say help the show reach new audiences follow along engage with the post on facebook twitter and instagram you can find the show at facebook.com slash broadcast twitter and instagram simply follow at bobcraft if you've got questions comments concerns hate mail guest ideas products you want to pitch maybe you want to sponsor the show i'm more open to that now uh you can shoot an email over to bocephusbroadcast at gmail.com you can do the same on the hotline 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year at 872-222-8610. Again, that number is 
222-8610. You can also support the show when you purchase the official Bocephus Broadcast t-shirt available on Amazon.com. Right now, all you got to do is head over there, search for Bocephus Broadcast, choose your style, size, color, fit, all that stuff. And snag it for only $19.99. Plus, it's eligible for Prime shipping. And of course, Prime Day is coming up. I don't know if that's uh, going to be a hot seller for Amazon or not. But uh, yeah, get the official t-shirt. Wear it. Send us a photo of you wearing it. Uh, that's awesome for me. I saw that actually on July 4th. Alta King is a very new loyal listener. And she was sporting the first uh, baby blue Bocephus broadcast t-shirt that I've seen. So that was very cool. Either way, those are the best ways to get in contact with us. Uh, lots of great guests coming up over the next month. I know I see this every week, but uh, all kinds of cool stuff, at least for me, and hopefully you'll enjoy it as well, including the creator of the classic game, The Oregon Trail, Don Rawich, is coming up in just a couple of weeks. And next week, we're going to visit with Dave Paulson, who recently released a new concept album called Sandusky, Ohio. And I say a concept album because this is actually a tribute to the movie Tommy Boy. I had a fun chat with Dave last week, and you're going to hear it next week. I'm going to go ahead and enjoy what's left of this beautiful weather. Enjoy your week as well, and we'll see you back here in seven days, Craig David, for episode 69, you dirty perverts. So the Bocephus broadcast. We'll catch you then. You've been listening to the Bocephus broadcast. Infirmary Media. 